something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. What's up, y'all? Happy weekend. I'm excited to be hanging out with y'all for another fabulous Saturday, Sunday, Monday, you know, whenever you're listening to this. This is one of my favorite parts of the weekend. Besides, of course, hanging out with my dog and my foster cat. That's also pretty cool, too. But I want you guys to be sure to check out Best Bits Part 1. This weekend, I brought on Abby, and we talked about some fun things. We didn't have parent confessions, but we made our own confessions. And we talked about some animal stories and some life updates. So I just hope you go over and check that out, because that's my really favorite part of getting to do this podcast, is catching up with my fellow coworkers. Because contrary to popular belief, we don't spend all day talking to each other and catching up. You guys get to hear most of what we talk about when it happens live over the air on the Bobby Bone Show. (laughs) So besides me rambling, it's time. We just dive right into the best segments of this week. We did some fun random questions around the room this week and not just, you know, what's your favorite color? No, we did what dead artist do you want to see perform live? We also talked about the snack. We want automatically restocked anytime we finish it. And we debated if when you're in a grocery store parking lot and you see a stop sign, do you have to stop? Yeah, it was a debate, believe it or not. Number seven. All right, cues for the room. Here's my question to all of you. What dead artist would you like to see perform now? Oh, easy. It can be anybody. They have to be dead. Amy. Elvis. <sighs> Why? Because the it just seems so crazy to look back at everything and I hear my mom talk about how wild it was. So I just want to experience it. Lunchbox? Um, let's see. I guess the... The Beatles. Any reason? Uh, everybody say they're like the, one of the best bands of all time. <laughs> and I went and saw one of the guys and I fell asleep. But who would you like to see of everybody that's dead? Oh, 
Tupac. Okay. There we oh, go. There it's we go. a now, personal thing. Now, yeah. now that I think about it, Tupac. Eddie? Elvis Presley, dude. But but I'm fat Elvis. In the jewels, the jumpsuit. Like making out Elvis? Yeah, I want to see that. Like all, all sweaty and everything. Ah, yeah. I want the young one. Yeah. Young Elvis. You guys want two different people. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Morgan? I would love to see Michael Jackson. I'm a big fan of pop music, and it'd be really cool to see like where that actually started. I would like to see Andy Kaufman. So mine's not a musical artist, but I like to go to a club and watch him perform. He's not a comedian. I think it's lumped into comedians. He's more of a performance artist, but he did comedy type stuff. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. <laughs> he played Lock on Taxi. Yeah. But I would go Andy Kaufman as far as somebody dead that I think would be cool to watch. All right, question. Amy, what do you got? If you could pick up a new skill, like in an instant, mm-hmm. what would it be? Mine would be playing piano. Oh. And I didn't know your question until right then. I wasn't like giving the heads up. My, quickly, though, it's play. Can it be a superpower? Because I fly. It's a, a no new, skill. Okay, piano. <laughs> if I can't fly, it's going to be playing piano. And I would do it right now, and that would be awesome. Lunchbox. Stock trading. Day trader. Make that money? Make yeah. that money. It's all about that. It's a risky job. Yeah, but it's also high reward. Mm-hmm. You ever seen Wolf of Wall Street? They make millions. <laughs> I've and seen I, it. And I would love Didn't to Didn't turn do out that great. <laughs> no. I've seen it. I would love to make millions of dollars in the stock market. That's good. Eddie? I want to be better at math. Like, when the check comes, I always give my wife the check so she can figure out the tip. <laughs> like, I want to be able to what do in that. the world? Because it takes me a while, man. The, figuring out the tip, probably if a five-minute thing. If the check is $28. Here we go. Just listen to me here. If the check is $28, 10% is going to be $2.80. Mm, I would have done eight. Hmm? It just sounds right to me. No. 28, just give me eight. No, no, but listen to what I's I'm saying <sighs> here. If it's $28, 10% is going to be $2.80. Yeah. And then you can either, you can double it to do 20%, or you can go like, I don't know, I'm going to guess and do... Four bucks. Mm-hmm. So let's do another one. Okay, go ahead. $44. The Got check it. is $44. How much is... Four t- bucks. It would be $4.40. Oh, I was close, though. No, but don't do close. Don't just throw a number out there. Like No, you- no, no. You understand, I can't do the math. But you so can because I just very go- easy. There's no, no math to do. It's no, just moving a decimal point. And Eddie, what he's saying is $4.40 would be 10%. It wouldn't be the whole check. Like, and then oh. you double that to make it... Oh. You're just eight, moving a decimal point. 80. Got it. So See, if that, the- this hurts my head, dude. One more time. Just, just focus. The check is $56. Got it. What's 10% of $56? Six bucks. $5.60. Oh You're not trying. I got close, though. What if this but is your son doing this to you? You would be irritated. And I you're just be. giving money away, dude. Like, you're but then you got to gotta double that six bucks no, to do 20. If I get it wrong, I always do that. Like, you know what? They deserved a better tip. But you might be low. That's true. I could be low. <laughs> uh, Morgan, what's your skill? I, you mentioned flying, but like I would lo- want to learn to fly a plane Oof. so I could like travel and go all over the place, you know? That's cool. You get, get your own plane. plane. Yeah, you got to buy yeah. a plane. Around <laughs> yeah, plane. I, mean, yeah oh, I know. Da, da, da. Then you need math, then you need stock trading, <laughs> then you need piano. Uh, okay, next question, Lunchbox. So I was in the grocery store parking lot the other day with my wife, and there's a stop sign, and I stop, and then I drive, and she goes, you know the stop signs in, in uh, parking lots are optional, right? And I was like, no. So I want to know, are Stop signs in parking lots optional? No. You have to stop at them. I've had a friend that was hit in the parking lot, and it did not turn out well. But they she were, was hit on foot by a car, right? Yeah, she was walking, but I mean, I feel like the stop sign's there either for pedestrians or other cars. Optional. You can't make a law out of uh, private property. That's the actual answer. Stop it. Legally. Yeah, man. However, Morgan... I feel like it's not optional. If it's a stop sign, you stop. Okay, it's not optional for a rational human being. But legally, you, it's optional. What? Because there was no cars. And she goes, you know there's no cars. You don't have to stop. If I put a stop sign in on my driveway, <laughs> it's the same thing. What am I going to do? Walk out and citizens arrest you? 
And notice those stop signs in the parking lots, they're a lot smaller than the real ones. They're not. Well, I thought because of, you know, space. That's Traffic control signs on private property cannot be enforced by police. Boom. The only time they can is a handicapped space or a fire lane. Hmm. Those. Wow. What if about- you're parked in those, the cops will come and make sure because it's a law that places have to have handicap spots and-, and have to have fire lanes. Obviously, speed limit. But I, don't make it optional. Stop at the stop sign or somebody's going to get hurt. <laughs> yeah, just stop. Yes. Eddie, your question for the room. Would you rather read the book or watch the movie? Would I rather? Yes. That's they, the question. But uh, Like, th- there's the same story. Uh-huh. It's a book form or a movie form. But it's just the time given to it. I'm going to go book. I knew you'd say that. But it's close. Like, if I want to get the whole quick picture, the movie, but if it's a really good book, nothing can beat it. It's just hard to find no really good movie books has ever beat a good book. It's tough because a good book is more thorough. Yeah, mm-hmm. and there's a reason why you read a book that's so good and you're inspired to go watch the movie, or you're like, I got to. It's never as good as the book because it doesn't have as, not, as much time to actually be as good. It's not that the movie's not awesome. It's just no way possible that the movie could be as good <laughs> as the book because you spend a week, two weeks, three weeks with the book. Yeah, and every little detail can be put into the book, so it's it just isn't a fair comparison. But I would go book, unless Keanu's in it. Oh, uh, and you yeah, watch the movie? Maybe movie. <laughs> Amy? Uh, younger me probably would have said movie, but older me, I want the book. And then I just, I want the time as a mom to be on a hammock away from my kids reading. <laughs> the reading part was secondary, though. The re- well, I want to read. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I need the time away. to get she away. Wants to get away. Yeah. I don't want to read. Lunchbox? Uh, movie. You get it done in one sitting. Maybe two. Morgan? Yeah, definitely movie. I love watching a good one. All right, final question. Morgan? All right, if you could have any snack restocked automatically in your pantry or your fridge every single time after you finished it, what would it be? Amy. Oh, man, a tortilla chips. So then, yeah, therefore, good. in my fridge, you'd have to restock the salsa. <laughs> but these aren't empty calorie snacks, right? Meaning if we if I pick chocolate balls, I got to suffer the consequences, right? <laughs> no, there's no consequences. It's just, you know, dream world. You can restock it and oh, no that's, consequences. that's a whole different. Mm-hmm. Come on, let her rip. Oh. Rolos. Really? Rolos the perfect candy. It's chocolate. It's caramel. Mm-hmm. You bite size. The paper sucks. The little fuzzies. The little. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But Rolos and Rolos. If you go Rolos and Kit Kats, you can't miss okay. on Halloween. Kit Kat saved you. Rolos was about to be like, is this a time march? Is yeah, on? like Rolos <laughs> is like Grandpa. Can't even candy. find Rolos anywhere. I don't buy Rolos, <laughs> but it's the perfect candy. Mm. No, I don't eat a lot of candy, but I would go Rolos. I'd have a little dispenser that comes up, and they would already be taken out of the the, the wrapper. That's good. The foil good wrapper. If you ever get Rolos in a bag. At, like, the gas station, oh, you just reach in, put them all in your mouth. <laughs> Rolos, lunchbox. I'd say, I mean, trail mix. I eat so much trail what? mix. Okay, you guys stop. What Take back earth? everything you said about me being Papa. <laughs> trail mix? You guys don't eat a lot of trail mix, like peanuts and almonds and, like, M&Ms and whatever. I don't really trail mix it up, no. I, sometimes. Oh, dude. You guys nice. are missing out. Very yeah, Ovaltine, maybe? Metamucil? Grey Poupon. Eddie, what did you got? I'm going to go with Rocky Road ice cream. Just unlimited. Keep it You're going to be 500 pounds. No, she said there's no consequences. No consequences. Because it had been different. I would have said sliced mango, like the dried mango, but I didn't. No consequences. Rolos. Let's go. Morgan, you? I, it would be shredded cheese. I love eating shredded cheese by the bag. Not like, you know, cube cheese. Just the shredded cheese. Take it out of the bag. It's the best best way to eat it. Sometimes. <laughs> clogs me up, though, I'll be honest with you. Oh, it's straight yeah, it up. clogs me up big time. Yes. All right, that's cues for the room. It's the best bits of the week Show. with Morgan number two.
Amy gets a lot of flack from people on the show for doing all kinds of things. And this week it even kind of further escalated when Bobby and Eddie both claimed they pulled an Amy, which could mean good things. But let's be honest, in this instance, I don't think that's what happened. They pulled Amy's and they wanted to share what happened in their lives that related to maybe something Amy has done before. Number six. Someone on the show said, oh, I pulled an Amy. What would you think that meant? I guess it depends. I mean, it could mean so many different things. So I, I don't I don't know if I'm offended yet. Yeah, but what would you think it meant? What's your first reaction? Uh, that it means blank. I went to therapy. That could be one. I pulled oh, yeah. an Amy. I spent oh, yeah. time investing in my mental health. Yeah. That's, that's not it. I uh, adopted kids. Ooh. Uh, yeah. I did something very selfless and adopted a couple of children. <laughs> that's yeah. an Amy. Yeah. <laughs> not it. <laughs> one more? See, that's why I'm like, I don't know. It could be that I had a little teeny tiny fender bender. With oh, a fender bender, a, like an accident. Yeah. With a non-moving object. Okay, we're getting closer. Okay. But that's not it either. I uh, ran into a doorway and hurt myself. So, like, clumsy. With my, because peripheral vision is yeah, off. she bops into, boom. Oh, man. Like, that doorway's always been there, Amy. It's I... not interesting. So... Eddie's the one who said, oh, I pulled an Amy. What does pulled an Amy mean to you, Eddie, before you say exactly what you did? I mean, it's something where, like, no offense, Amy, but I feel like... Anytime Amy misses no offense, you're about to be offended for the record. Go ahead. I feel like, you know, Amy lives in a spacey kind of world where she's thinking of 10 different things while she's doing something that she should probably be paying attention to. That would be called the ADHD, but yeah. Would you be fair? Would it be fair to say that? That's pulling an Amy? Yeah, and I've started to embrace that as my superpower. Yeah. Well, good for you. Thank you. Nothing more super than that. Go ahead. (laughs) Well, I've just been spacey lately, too, you know, and I went to the grocery store. And I walked out. I was going to get in my car. I only picked up a few things. So I only had one bag. See my car. I pull the handle, put the grocery bag in the passenger seat. I get ready to get in. I'm just like, this seat feels weird. Like it's close. My knees can't even like get to the steering wheel. Like, that's bizarre. And then I look over and there's a random cup in the cup holder. And I'm like, that's not my cup. Mm-hmm. I look around. I'm in the wrong Jeep. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. and, I, and I was like, I look around real quick. I'm like, did anyone see that? No. I got my grocery bag, got out of the car, finally found my Jeep and got out of Dodge quick. And then I thought to myself, dang, I pulled an Amy. Yeah. It's definitely happening to me twice. See, that's what I'm saying. So, because don't need to be offended. Nope. No, I'm not offended by that at all. It happens to people. Your tone's angry. No, I think... I'm not offended by that at all. <laughs> I think that, yes, if you're distracted, you're thinking about something else, you're talking on the phone, doing whatever, the car looks like yours, it's unlocked. Yeah. <laughs> Which I didn't think twice. Why would I leave my car unlocked? Well, yeah, no. Well, for me, because I right when I put my hand on the door, I guess it unlocks. So I don't know. For whatever reason, I've been able to access two different cars in my life and I've sat, <laughs> sat down. And one of them, I realized like, oh, I didn't drink a Coke. <laughs> So, yeah. yeah. The other one was when you left your car running the whole time. You went in for like a whole two, Hair three appointment. Yeah, to a whole two, three hour appointment. She came out and her car was running. Mm-hmm. She's like, huh, somebody in there? Did, we oh, forgot no. to press the button. I forgot to turn oh, the car no. off. Mm-hmm. So I pulled an Amy. That was years ago, though. Not, sim- not, not a car thing, but my wife and I, last night, we had to go drop something off at a friend's house. And we pull up to the house and we see the wife who we're friends with. And she's just staring out the window. It's dark in her living room. Staring out the window, mean mugging us, like arms crossed. And I'm like, why is she staring at us like that? Caitlin's like, I don't know, maybe she's playing a joke or something. Like, and she, she's eyeballing us hard. And I'm like, all right. So we got this gift, whatever. I grab it out of the bag. We start walking toward the front door. And her husband walks up behind her. And I said, I don't look like her husband. Amy goes, we're at the wrong house. Uh, 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 Caitlin's, we're at the wrong house. We're at the wrong house. We're at the wrong house. Oh, no. They're coming, about to come out the front door. 
it's nine o'clock at night. It's dark. We're in their front yard. And we just grand open and grand close, and we jump back in the car and get out of there. <laughs> yeah. They didn't know what was happening. We dr- two houses down was their house looked very similar. Mm. Felt like I pulled Amy. wasn't paying attention, just pulled right in. Okay, got going. To be clear, I've never done that. Yeah, but it's just you know something. It's just being an you're not paying attention. You're yeah, just like, you know, you're thinking of other things. Yeah, you, you see something somewhat similar, and you're just like, I bet that's it, and you just go do it. Then you realize that ain't it. Mm-hmm. Like Amy, you ever driven somewhere and then realize you don't even know how you got there? Oh, I yeah, do but that, that happens though. to everybody. I do that. <laughs> That's crazy. You're like, how did I get here? Mm-hmm. I don't remember anything. Not stop signs, no red lights, nothing. Yeah, I don't remember staying on my side of the road. <laughs> I don't remember following traffic law. I don't remember anything it's sometimes. Not good. Yeah, know. especially on our way to work because it's like, you know, we just, we do it every single day. Oh, yeah. Ray, have you ever pulled an Amy, at least recently? Yeah, I was at the airport, and they had a Panera Bread right next to my gate, and I thought, how convenient. I can just order, and then the little board will tell me when it's ready. So I order, and the board, I mean, it's 15 people deep. So I go, you know what? There's no seats here. I'm just going to go chill at my gate. So 10 minutes passes, 20 minutes passes. Then my gate comes on, and they say, hey, if you're going to Nashville, time to board the plane. So I board the plane, get on the plane. As the plane's taking off, I think, man, I'm hungry. <laughs> he paid for it and everything. I pulled an Amy. That's it. How do you feel about that one? I have not ever done that. Oh, really? It's not about you doing it specifically. It's mm-hmm. more of like on brand with that. Now I pulled. Oh, I I thought he was going to say he heard over the loudspeaker or the the gate changed. You know, like he's sitting there at that gate forever, and then he hears over the loudspeaker his name, like Ray. We're waiting for Ray, and then he realizes he's at the wrong gate. Mm. I've done that. God, yeah. I pulled an Amy last week. I went to therapy and invested my mental health. Good. See? Thank you. Oh, that's good. See, hey, that's a good I one. I pulled an Amy. I adopted two kids. There you go. Boom! Yeah. Let's go. I pulled an Amy. All right. Ray? I pulled an I Amy. I got a divorce. Oh, oh, oh wait, wait, what? Oh, uh, Ray, Ray. Ray. Ray, I got a divorce. Ray. Ray. You did it. Ray. That's, that's, <laughs> okay. What a dumb. That's a dumb. Okay, too soon. <laughs> right? Because he didn't. And it's not too soon, but he didn't. He was just trying to fit in. Yeah, he was just trying to find a joke. <laughs> <and> it, <laughs> It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. Amy's on fire with sharing some segments lately. She talked about her dog, Kara, who got into something she totally should not have. And a lot of people can relate because I posted this question, you know, what crazy thing is your dog getting into that they shouldn't have? on our Facebook page, and man, did y'all have some wild stories. So after you listen to this bit, go head over to our Facebook page, at Bobby Bone Show, and look at all these responses, and maybe, just maybe, somebody has a similar story to you, but I'm telling you, there's some of these that are so off the cuff, you're going to be like, wait, that happened? Number five. We need your calls for the next segment if you have something you want to say about it, because Amy's dog ate, well, stuff that the dog shouldn't have eaten. If you got something crazy your dog ate, let us know. 877-77-BOBBY. The dog can't die in your story, though. It has to be a happy ending or a funny ending. You can't say my dog ate this and he died, okay? (laughs) I don't want those stories. Amy, what'd your dog eat? Okay, so let me think if I can remember everything. Uh, My cousin had a pill box because she was traveling, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and my dog got into every single day. (laughs) She cracked open. But luckily, some days were already taken. But I think what was left was like six melatonin, a sleeping pill. Wow. um, uh, Some vitamin C, turmeric, and I don't know, something else. Your dog ate all that? Yes. And then what happened to the dog? Well, we were monitoring her, obviously. And she was starting to breathe heavily. So I was like, okay. And normally I let her sleep. And he's like, with- my cat meows at me randomly. No. And all the animals are eating pills. 
Well, this is what made my dog crazy, though, is because she's on some pills. Prednisone, which is a steroid. The vet just gave it to her recently, and it's making her tear into everything. Oh, wow. Like, like bodybuilder. She's, she's eating. She would never break into someone's pill box, but the, the prednisone just- She broke in, maybe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She would never, because she had to climb up onto the bathroom counter, get the pill box. And this is so abnormal. She ate, Morgan got me these cakes for my birthday. She ate them all. It sounds like you're not feeding your animals. That's what I hear. Oh, wow. No, no. Is. She's like, and my kids are always like, mom. And they're yelling at me and they're like, food. And I don't yeah. get it. No, my dog is sometimes a little wild, but this is out of control, but it's because of the steroids. So anyway, is the now. Dog okay now? Well, she normally sleeps with my son, but I was like, well, either we're going to have to go to an ER or like a dog ER, or I'm just going to monitor her all night and she can't sleep with you tonight. Sorry, buddy. And so I did. You and monitor all night? Well, I mean, I had her with me. I mean, I slept. Oh, but- she slept the whole time. Just woke up and checked on her. <laughs> Got it. No, but I had her with me. <laughs> Is that yeah, monitoring? Yeah, yeah. I don't know if that's monitoring so <laughs> much right. as just keeping it in here. But- well, if she got up to vomit or do anything weird, I would know. Or if she needed something, she would, you know, be panting and I would wake up. But I think we're in the clear, but it was... It was scary for a second thinking she had just ingested all of that. You guys can call us if your animal ate something that's hilarious or just crazy. I don't want, I, nobody can have a dog that dies in this, okay? I can't take that today. Yeah, like, call us, 877 Bobby. Oh, the other things I forgot, two probiotics. But, oh, good for the gut. Good for the It's the best bits of the week Show. with Morgan number two. Mother's Day is right around the corner, and in true She Pivots fashion, we're highlighting moms who've dedicated their lives and their pivots to supporting mothers. The iconic Christy Turlington will join us to talk about launching Every Mother Counts after pivoting from her 90s supermodel days. And later, the co-CEOs of Baby to Baby will share how they're addressing the needs for millions of babies and moms. So tune in and subscribe to She Pivots. New episodes out every Wednesday. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I never thought I'd take my three young kids to Sicily to solve a century-old mystery, but that's what I'm doing in my new podcast, The Sicilian Inheritance. Join us as we travel thousands of miles on the beautiful and crazy island of Sicily as I trace my roots back through a mystery for the ages and untangle clues within my family's origin story, which has morphed like a game of telephone through the generations. Was our family matriarch killed in a land deal gone wrong? Or was it by the Sicilian mafia? A lover's quarrel? Or was she, as my father believed, a witch? Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey fam, I'm Simone Boyce. I'm Danielle Robay. And we're the hosts of The Bright Side, a daily podcast from Hello Sunshine that's guaranteed to light up your day. Every weekday, we bring you conversations with the culture makers who inspire us. Like our recent episode with Hollywood royalty Regina and Raina King. We talked about the creative power of women's relationships. I feel like, thank God for women, like, especially when it comes to black women, the way we lean on our mothers, our grandmothers, our sisters, our friends. We're just each other's pulse. I mean, it's molecular, you know? 
Listen to The Bright Side from Hello Sunshine on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your host of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. Oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed, And to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Listener Elvis called back into the show. You might remember he called in a few weeks ago talking about his and his wife's anniversary that they were going to go celebrate in Las Vegas and they really wanted to see Adele, but the tickets were way too expensive for them to attend. And then Caroline Bryan, Luke Bryan's wife, heard the segment, told her husband she wants to buy him tickets. Luke Bryan texted Bobby, said, hey, can we buy the tickets for them? And well, we got Listener Elvis back on the phone to tell us what happened. Did they get the tickets? Did they see Adele? What happened? We needed the update. And we sure got a really good one. Number four. We had a caller named Elvis call in. He's talking about his wife and it was their anniversary. They were going to go to Las Vegas. And he was like, can you believe these Adele tickets are like 1500 bucks a piece? And I looked and they weren't cheaper. They were still 1500 bucks a piece. A piece to get into the show. Who can afford that? And so we're like, man, that stinks. Just take her to Vegas anyway. If she doesn't know about the Adele show, then she's not going to be disappointed that you couldn't take her. He's like, got it. Well, then Luke Bryan texts me and goes, hey, Caroline would like to help this guy. And I was like, really? He goes, yeah. She wants to buy him tickets. She heard a story. So we got Caroline and Luke and got Elvis lined up, and he went to Vegas, I think, because he's on the phone right now. Elvis. Morning, how's it going? It's going pretty good. When did you get back from Las Vegas? We got back um, Tuesday, late Tuesday. Okay, so just a few days. Okay, here we go. So I said, Caroline Bryan reached out to me, wants to help you. Did that happen? Did you get tickets to Adele because of the Bryans? So let me say, I was getting nervous at first because as soon as I got off the phone with you, I called my wife, told her the whole story and what happened, and she just couldn't believe it, like, she started tearing up, and uh, I was like, yeah, it's true. It, I mean, I was on the radio. Go listen to the radio. I was on the radio and everything, and this is all true. And so the Monday after I got the phone with you, um, I didn't hear anything from y'all. And then the Tuesday morning, I still didn't hear anything. I was like, oh, man, they dropped the ball on this. I'm not going to get a tell tickets. <laughs> and I just told my wife this whole story. But um, right around lunchtime, I get a random text. And it's Luke Bryan and Caroline Bryan's assistant. And she's like, hey, which show are y'all trying to go see? And so I told her which show we're trying to go see. And then she said, okay, give me your email address and your your um, name as it is on your ID. And so I did. And like 20 minutes later, she's like, okay, go check your email. And sure enough, I go check my email and two tickets confirmed. Come on! Yeah! They, oh, yes! They, look, they spent eight grand on two tickets. What? Wow. What? What? Yeah, where, where, where I the, could not believe that. $8,000 on two tickets for us to go see Adele. I where, just couldn't believe it. Were you sitting on stage beside her as she sang? 
Oh no! I wish I wish we could have, but wow. we were we were close. And like it was it was an amazing experience. Experience like I don't listen to Adele that much, but like going to see her in person and like listening to her, like she sounds so much better in person. And she put on a really good concert. I can't um, believe they spent eight thousand dollars on wow. two tickets. I haven't even heard him t- yeah. say about the concert. I'm just like eight four thousand bucks a ticket. That's, that's crazy. That's crazy and awesome and super generous of them. So you go, yeah. are you like, I wonder if these things even beat me in. Like, is this a joke? Like, is it a digital ticket? Like on your phone? Uh, yes. And so, okay, we're like, all right, moment of truth. Beep, beep. You're good to go, sir. You're like, oh my God, we actually got into the place. <laughs> yes, I couldn't believe it, man. But she put on a really good concert and she made <laughs> everybody feel involved. Like at yeah. one time uh, during one of her songs, she actually got off stage and walked in the crowd. Um, so we were like not that far from her. Mm. Um, what did your wife think about the whole experience? Um, she couldn't believe it. Like she cried for most of the beginning of it, but she like really, really enjoyed herself. She just could not believe it. Um, I think I'm going to have the best husband trophy for a while now. Yeah. <laughs> and you guys have been married for how long? We've been married for 20 years. We've been together for 28 and been married for 20. Oh, Legit. he sounds younger than that. Doesn't he? I really didn't assign an age to him. Me neither. neither, but I'm like, I just saw you be like, oh yeah, we we married for five years. We're although, in love. although they were together for eight years, like, bro, pooper, get off the pot. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he wasn't ready. Yeah. Well, I would say that I'm super excited we were able to make it happen, but I mean, I didn't do much. It was basically the Bryans who yeah. I'm friends with and who listened to the show, and they were like, we want to help this guy celebrate his 20th birthday, and they thought you sounded very sincere and you weren't begging for anything. Actually, the opposite. We were just talking about how expensive tickets were. And there you go. All of a sudden, you're in Vegas. 4000 bucks a seat. Yeah, they didn't mess around. Going they to an Adele show. They could have gotten the $1,300 tickets oh, yeah. per ticket. The you very know? back. The very back. But they went like fr- They could have got the Adele like impressionist. Medell. <laughs> yeah. Gone to that. Medell. <laughs> <laughs> Elvis, that's amazing. I hope you guys had the time of your life. What else did you guys do while in Vegas? So we went to see uh, Cirque du Soleil uh, show, mm-hmm. uh, which are amazing, too. That's what I really go for because I love the Cirque du Soleil shows. Um, and then we just walked around and, you know, ate at different restaurants and just had a good time. I guess the thing we've never asked Elvis is, what's up with the name, Elvis? Yeah. So my grandma was a big, huge Elvis fan, and I was the first uh, boy grandchild. And so she named me Elvis. And your whole life, have people been like, Elvis, is that your real name? Yeah, I got that. But then I got a lot of, you know, Elvis songs and Elvis things my whole life. <laughs> Can you do an Elvis impersonation? Absolutely not. I wish I could. <laughs> Elvis, it's been a pleasure these last few times to talk with you. I like you. Yeah. I love that you got to go and treat your wife. It was never about you. Is about making yes. sure your wife got a really wonderful experience, and it's been, been good to spend some time with you, buddy. Hopefully one day I can meet you in person. I appreciate it, man. Yes, I would love to go see uh, you and Eddie and the Raging Idiots. Yeah, I don't know anybody who can help you with those tickets. Those tickets so. are expensive, Yeah, they're too. like 5000 each. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're not doing any shows, but I'm sure if we do, we'll be back down on your, your neck. Where where in Louisiana do you live? Uh, I live close to uh, Baton Rouge. Okay. Hey, been there many times. Oh, love yeah. It. Love it. Been there many. All right, Elvis. Hey, thank you. Thank you very much, Elvis. Yeah, thank you, man. Appreciate it. <laughs> All right. He almost got there. He Close. backed away. Close. All right, there he is. What a great update. That's awesome. It's the best bits of the week Show. with Morgan number two.
I didn't want to put this one at the number one spot this week, but I wanted to include it because it's so important and so impactful. But Bobby made a statement over the Nashville tragedy that happened this week. And I think it's really important to reshare it here on the best bits for all of you to listen to. Number three. It wasn't until I saw your text yesterday, and it was probably two hours afterward, that I knew there had been a school shooting here. We were here in the studio working, and it's almost like Vegas in here. There are no clocks. We had done the sports show, and I looked down, and I saw your text, and it was like, whatever you said, OMG, and I didn't see all the ones before that, but I had no idea. Well, yeah, I knew you were recording, so that's why I sent it to you, just because I was like, I don't know what what needs to happen or how, just getting information. I don't look at my phone then for the most part. I know. So one time in my life, I look at my phone. I know. So it was wild. And I mean, I had some messages and then I had a message from my daughter where she's, she knew before I did. And I realized I had the text, like her, she's in high school and her school is a very common feeder school from that lower level. Like the, so a lot of her classmates had little siblings there. At the school, the covenant? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so she said it was just, she was like, yeah, there was a lot of people. And just to be, you know, in unknown of what's happening and depending on, you know, where the shooter was, like they just didn't, extra police were showing up to her school like immediately because they just didn't know the situation. So someone called at nine or at 1013 and by 1027 it was over. So, you know, shout out to the police officers Mm -hmm. who hopped in quickly and made a tragic situation in before it could have gotten more tragic, obviously. What was crazy was my wife had texted me too and she was like, there's some cops because they were she was right over near there. Some cops just like blocked the road. I mean, she was right there when it happened at that time, wow. but they just they thought it was a funeral, like a, uh, like a procession mm-hmm. coming through. And so she had to figure out how to get back home and it wasn't until she got home. She was like, oh my God. And so we have a lot of friends who have kids not in that specific school, but in that area, because there are a lot of schools in that area, and it's nearish where we live. And so we're calling all them, just going, hey, what's up? And a lot, a lot of those schools, if not all, they locked down you know, almost immediately, and some of the parents couldn't get into the school because they're not letting parents, all the parents just run in there and get their kids. It's just a pretty wild day, really sad day. You know, and when it hits close to you, it feels a lot more real than it does when it's just on the news. But that's, you know, a bit of what's crazy at this point is that I was reading today, it's the 129th mass shooting this year. We're we're only 86 days into the year. Mm -hmm. And a mass shooting is where four or more victims are killed by a gun. Not just one, not just somebody getting mad and shooting somebody. But think about that. And I come on and do this song and dance here and that's almost what it feels like. That's why it's so sad because I come on and talk about this four or five times a year. Sometimes I cry, sometimes I'm so fed up. I don't, and first, I just must acknowledge that you have parents and you have kids that don't have their parents today. Mm-hmm. So as much as this is a news story where we're going, this is tragic, we can't believe it, that, that the homes where people are gone today, that ain't a news story. That ain't an internet click. That ain't a piece of paper sitting in front of me that has a bunch of notes on it that I wrote this morning so I wouldn't mess it up. That was a real life. That was a real life. You know, there are young kids who were, and I'm going to try not to get emotional here because I just don't want to be. I think it takes away from it. But there are young kids who 
were, were killed yesterday. Young, 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 young kids. Substitute teacher, custodian, head of the school, adults. There were three nine-year-olds and three staff members that were killed. So I don't want to talk about anything else without first saying that that makes everybody really sad, regardless of how you feel about the different elements that caused this, haven't caused this. That's just real sad. That a safe place wasn't so safe. That the safest place wasn't so safe. Your home, church, and school, that should pretty much be where you go and you just go, that's ah, safe here. You don't even think about it. You, you shouldn't even think about it. So I first want to say that that it sucks and it's sad and it there are just homes that aren't a home today because how can you be a home when it, you're so broken inside of it because your mom or your grandma or your kids just died and your friends like there's so many like those they all had friends and they're at nine years old you're having to process something like that and yeah. when I was picking up my daughter from school yesterday I was sitting in the line thinking, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm sitting here picking her up from school today. There's families that dropped their kids off this morning and it never, I'm assuming once dawned on them and it shouldn't. that they wouldn't be yeah. picking them up just, you know, several hours later. Like that's just what you do. You drop them off and then you go, you get to pick them up. And then that's just that in an instant, their whole world is completely different and changed. And then it always will be, you know, as you know, a lot of parents out there, then I mean, word spread click, quickly. There was no way to not have kids know about this. And my son has a lot of fear and he instantly was coming home from school asking if we can make our home bulletproof. And, you know, that's just a whole nother conversation of like, hey, you're you're safe here. Um, and I love to be able to say you're safe at school, too. But then it's like you have we have another reminder that, yes, yeah, actually, it's it's just hard conversations that are now being had again. You know, I'll say it one more time here. <clears throat> there have not even been 90 days this year and there have been. 129 mass shootings, four people or more. We're the only country this happens to, guys. You understand that, right? Yeah. yeah. It's just us. It's literally just us. And what's sad is you read that number, and I'm like, I can't think of five of those or four of those because that didn't happen right down the street. Right. And I think it's a reminder to everybody, even wherever your local is, when it happens where you live, it almost takes that to happen for you to go, wow, this is a real thing which is also sad. It used to be 10 years ago, and I've been doing this long enough now, to where if one happened, we shut it down. Yeah. We shut it down, and that's what we talked about all day long. There are probably, I don't know, 20 or 30. We never even see in the news because we're not in the news because if we're not locally, because so many happen. So first, I would like to acknowledge that it's the worst, most sad thing that can happen. 
I'd also like to acknowledge that it feels super close to us because it literally was super close to us, but it's everywhere in the country, it's super close to somebody. And this that we're feeling today, somebody else is going to feel it tomorrow in a different part of the country where we're the only country this happens to. That, to me, is so bizarre. We're the only country. We can't even protect our kids. I don't like politicians. Don't trust politicians, period. I don't like them. They don't care about you. If part of your character and your personality is that you are bonded to a politician and everybody knows you for it, they would not let you at their house. They would not have dinner with you. They need your vote, but they do not care about you. There's also something called nuance that is not used because it doesn't get clicks. You're not allowed to have nuance in any situation whatsoever in American politics or governing. Now, nuance, for those that don't know, is meaning... It doesn't have to be so black. It doesn't have to be so white. It doesn't have to be so north. It doesn't have to be so south. We have none, so nothing ever gets accomplished. I will say this part again. I'm a gun owner. I've been a gun owner my whole life. Some people don't understand that guns are tools. How I grew up, we had guns as tools because we needed to eat or we hunted or we needed to protect ourselves. To me, except for the movies, firearms weren't a weapon. That's what was crazy about growing up in rural Arkansas. And I think there's a lot of people that don't understand what it's like growing up in rural America. And so they go, guns bad. You know what? Guns aren't bad by themselves. I I can agree with that. I have them. But I'm going to give you a little bit of nuance here. Just because they're not bad by themselves doesn't mean everybody should get one. I know at least two of these guns were bought legally, right? So it's not somebody getting a, uh, a gun and, well, can't stop a bad guy if they're going to do bad guy things. These guns were bought legally. Now, here's my issue. Here's my problem, my real problem, the, the, the change that at some point, if I ever hop into this, that I'm going to make or at least try to make or at least not be elected because I'm going to say this is the change I'm going to make. We can't say everybody gets a gun, but nobody gets health care. You can't do that. You can't go, well, it's a healthcare issue. I hear you. It is. It's a healthcare issue. It's a gun issue. It can be both. But you can't go, everybody gets a gun, no license, and we're also not going to give you free healthcare. Because you know what? That costs money. And as somebody who couldn't afford healthcare as a kid, I can now. I'm good now. I got more money than I ever thought I'd have in my whole life. I'm good now. And I also have a platform that I can speak for the people that don't get spoken for a lot. So if you're going to say it's a mental health issue, I felt that you are right. If you're going to say it's a gun issue, I felt that you are right. It can be both. But you can't go, everybody can have a gun, but nobody gets health care. Because the same politicians that are like, well, this is a mental health issue, are not helping people get health care. And when these issues are even separate, I will come on and say, I cannot believe here we are in the greatest country, the greatest country that gives you a shot where you are not assigned to a class. You're in one, but you can kick a door down and go up or down. The greatest country where our bravest go and fight for us, that we get to actually speak out against the government. 
That's what our government's about, to speak out against it. How cool is that? What country would do that? Ours, because it's awesome. That doesn't mean all of it's awesome. And if you're going to have the stance of, well, it's a mental health issue, you're right. I'm right behind you. But what are you going to do about it? You don't do anything about it. Literally, you don't do anything about it except fight it. Well, we don't want to give free health care to folks. Some folks need free health care. If you don't give people health care, and you don't help folks with mental illness, sometimes stuff like this happens. This is not all of it, but it's a big part of it. So that's my first issue. It's not going to change for me saying this. I just want to shut down and go to commercial right now because I know this is all wasted breath. But if I don't come on and do this, I hate myself. So that's one. Two, if another person says, well, why make a law? Bad guys are just going to do it anyway. Well, then why make any law? (laughs) Why put a speed limit out there? Why say you can only go 65 because speeders are going to speed anyway? You know what? You're right. Some speeders do. But you know who sees the speed limit sign and goes, ooh, I was thinking about going fast, but maybe I won't. Most everybody. Most everybody. And I swear to God, the fact that we do not use nuance and the fact that it's, it's just money. Your politicians are just getting money from groups And it it doesn't have to be the situation when it comes to this, by the way. It can be pharmaceuticals. It can be gun. We can walk down that list. But if you think for a second your politician cares about you at all, you're wrong. They're garbage. Because they continue to let this happen. They continue to let three nine-year-olds and three adults be murdered in the safest place that should be on the grounds of our country, and that's a school. So I'm about to conclude this because nobody's mind is going to change from this, but at least I've said how I feel, and I don't feel like a hypocrite when I'm doing the rest of the show. I did some research. I also don't think, and and I've known this, but I just wanted to make sure I was right. Let me get a drink of water here because I knew I was going to get some sort of emotion. It's just anger now. It's just anger. I did some research on the Second Amendment, and I believe in the Second Amendment because I'm a person that has guns, and I grew up in a rural community where guns were a big part. Nobody ever got, by the way, nobody ever got shot. Take that back. We had people that blew their toes off when the gun would, like, fall. But nobody... Guns were everywhere, but we had, we had most people, listen, I've had uh, gun training, I've had firearm training, I've had background check, I've, and I think that's all good. I should have that. I should, I don't think anybody shouldn't. The fact that there's no carry permit, there's no, you don't have to have any permit at all to carry a gun. You do to get a car, you do to drive a car, but not to carry a gun. I'm a gun owner. I used to say proud gun owner. I'm not a proud gun owner. I'm not a proud car driver. I'm just a gun owner and a car driver because that's normal parts of my life. I don't need to create my identity because of guns. The, the representative that represents that district, that 
where the, where the kids were murdered, where the three nine-year-olds were murdered and the three adults. Like their Christmas pictures, them holding big guns. Like, like, look what we can do. You can do it, but you're bragging about it and making it part of your identity. Why make that part of your identity? That would be like me getting on Instagram, I don't know, with a whole bunch of money. Look, hey, look, I'm rich now. I don't need to do that. I don't need to prove anything. The same district. That family's all, and these poor kids, they've been indoctrinated by their parents. That's who you guys voted for. Probably a good dude. I'm going to use some nuance here. Probably a good dude. Pressured. Been told this is hilarious what we should do. So I went into, look, and I, the Second Amendment, which I am a fan of. And I'm so thankful that it exists. Our country is great because of many reasons. One is that. So what's really cool about technology is it allows you to go back and look at things from hundreds and hundreds of, year, hundreds of years ago that even 50 years ago we couldn't do. 2008, there was a case, District of Columbia versus Heller. Supreme Court completely divided on it. So divided because the words that were used in the Second Amendment really aren't definable by terms now, which by the way, they also didn't have automatic, semi-automatic. They, they had basically muskets back then. I think rules can change if situations get different. We amend things constantly. And I'm not saying amend the Second Amendment. I'm a fan of it. But bear arms by itself, the wording used in the Second Amendment, what that meant was each state had a militia. And that militia had the right to bear arms against the government in case the government would decided to come and invade. I'm going to hold on. I, I'm not going to break, Ray. So what they did is they went back and they looked at millions and millions and millions of other documents to go, what does bear arms mean? And roughly 90% of the data set after they looked at all of this, the phrase bear arms was militia related. It wasn't everybody got a gun. So there's this confusion on the Second Amendment anyway, what it even means. Bear arms was used to refer to collective military activity, not individual use. And so the Supreme Court, even as latest 2008 were completely divided on it they were like well, well we don't even know what they're saying here the supreme court lawyers judges so you got to stop using things you know nothing about as your argument here's what your argument should be we got to make sure kids in schools aren't killed that's it how do we do that you're probably gonna be wrong eight times i'll be wrong 12 times if i try to figure it out but we ain't doing anything that's the problem nothing is changing why do you want things to change if nothing changes all right they're gonna make me this Commercial is going to fire off and it's going to be a disaster. So that, I'm done. It's a mental health issue. It's a gun issue. But hey, how about providing some free mental health? If you're going to have some, some, everybody gets a gun. That's all I'm saying. All right. Bye-bye. It's the best bits of the week Show. with Morgan number two. Mother's Day is right around the corner, and in true She Pivots fashion, we're highlighting moms who've dedicated their lives and their pivots to supporting mothers. The iconic Christy Turlington will join us to talk about launching Every Mother Counts after pivoting from her 90s supermodel days. And later, the co-CEOs of Baby to Baby will share how they're addressing the needs for millions of babies and moms. So tune in and subscribe to She Pivots. New episodes out every Wednesday. 
Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, fam, I'm Simone Boyce. I'm Danielle Robay. And we're the hosts of The Bright Side, a daily podcast from Hello Sunshine that's guaranteed to light up your day. Every weekday, we bring you conversations with the culture makers who inspire us. Like our recent episode with Hollywood royalty Regina and Raina King. We talked about the creative power of women's relationships. I feel like, thank God for women. Like, especially when it comes to Black women, the way we lean on our mothers, our grandmothers, our sisters, our friends. We're just each other's pulse. I mean... It's molecular, you know? Listen to The Bright Side from Hello Sunshine on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Every family has skeletons in their closet. Mine certainly does. Ones that go back a hundred years and reach thousands of miles back to our hometown in Sicily. Ever since I can remember, my relatives told the story of my great-great-grandmother who was killed by the mafia. I'm Joe Piazza, and in my new podcast, I'm taking on a generational vendetta, visiting the scene of the crime, confronting mafia experts, tracking down Italian officials, and even consulting mediums to set the record straight on my great-great-grandmother's mysterious disappearance. And in between the fact-finding missions, I'll be drinking a lot of wine and eating all of the pasta. Come to Italy with me to solve this 100-year-old murder mystery. Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes... I guess identify the life that I want and and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Lainey Wilson stopped by the show this week, and she is always an awesome person to come in the studio and share stories. But on top of that, she's just a great human, not even in the interview. She just brings so much light and joy to her room, and she's so funny. But in this interview, my favorite part was when she answered listeners' uncomfortable questions because she talked about the viral videos that have been going out around her butt. Yes, that's a thing. And if she's gotten any DMs because of those viral videos. And who famous watches her Instagram stories? Just totally crazy stuff. And she answered it all. Totally open, honest. It was wonderful. Number two, the Friday morning conversation with Blaney Wilson. It's like a tornado because Laney, you come in. By the way, great to see you. Good to see you. Uh, you, you forgot your coffee, so someone runs a coffee in yeah. here. Yep. 
Like that. What kind of coffee is that, though? What are you dealing with? I don't there? even know what this is. I told him to surprise me. <laughs> Who in the world would say surprise me? Like, okay, Honestly, like it's been one of those mornings I got stuck in traffic. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be late. I hate being late. You weren't, though. And they told us Lainey's going to be a few minutes late. So we just were working on some stuff. And then you show up on time even when late. I'm t- That's what I'm talking about. Look, it's because my mama was late literally for everything. Like, it didn't matter if it was a basketball game, a football, <laughs> like cheering, whatever. We would always roll in late. And I hated it so much. So are you very punctual now? Mostly I'll, punctual? I'll, yes. I don't. Yeah. I mean, I'm not ever really early, but I'm on time. You were on time, even though you said you may be a few minutes late? I'll, I'll take Loved it. that. Eddie starts yelling at you when you walk in, mm-hmm. not in a bad way. He's like, you owe me. And I was like, hold on, <laughs> we got to go on the air. Uh, what does she owe you? Well, you know, yeah, she's yeah, got yeah. she's got on a truck commercial, her song's on it. And I'm like, you know, I started that whole deal. You did. Because the first thing we ever did, Lainey and I, was we did a little spot for Ram Trucks. That's what I'm talking about. Hey, I we, do owe you, Eddie. You owe me, Lainey. I owe okay, you. Are you, is this a that, joke? What? Well, it's a joke. She doesn't really owe me, but oh. she, I mean, she's man. We you were we, yelling so passionately at her, like she owed you, you ten owe bucks me. in a basketball game bet or something. <laughs> no, and, no. And she's actually like, okay, yeah, yeah I guess I do. Owe you. Like, so you no. guys, you know a, what? We're gonna take a little ride here in a little bit. There. Yeah, a local commercial or something. <laughs> yeah, it was for iHeart Country, man. Yeah. Oh, and we rode it. around a truck. The cameras we followed did. us. We did. Yep. And so, is that? Are you still with that? company? Yeah, so basically that's how they found out about me is through that. So and not through you, Eddie. You were forced to do it, But too. I was her co-star in that commercial. Okay, but you, she doesn't owe you. No, she doesn't owe me anything. Okay, anyway, <laughs> Lanny, I'm sorry you had to go through that. Bully. Yeah, how are, how are you, by the way? I'm good. I'm You're great. everywhere. It's awesome. Woo! Are you, do you want to be a, like a f- actor now? I'm not a, opposed to it at all, you know. I mean, no matter what, songwriting will always be my number one because I feel like that's what brought me other opportunities anyway. But yeah, I'm down. I'm, I just learned that I love being creative. So whatever that means, kind of stepping outside of my comfort zone. And now, if it's a role where I have to uh, talk without an accent, I don't know. <laughs> oh, let's try to let's let's see if she oh, can do accents. Nice. Can you do a British accent, Lainey? Uh, give me something to say. I don't uh, even know. The, the the banana that you dropped is on the floor. <laughs> Here we go. Lord, I was literally just over there last week. Y'all are gonna, y'all gonna be like, that is not it. <laughs> the banana you dropped on the floor. <laughs> What'd you say? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll just stop there. You know, we're now, good there. Do, yeah, we'll I can do there. a Valley Girl. Okay. Um, my name is Lainey Wilson, and this is actually the, my real accent. Um, That's pretty. That almost isn't even Valley Girl. It's almost just Iowa. <laughs> Normal, no accent. That's what's funny. Yeah. What if I was tricking y'all this whole time? You know, I, you've committed to this role because it's been for years then that you've been tricking us with this yeah. very thick accent. Yeah. So when you go places and you're interviewed in parts of... America, or I don't know. Have you been to other countries yet? Doing anything? Yes. Uh, a few weeks ago, we were in we were in London. We went to Ireland, Scotland, and do they think your accent is is it? Does it startle them, or can they tell the difference in American accents? I think it does startle them. Um, we both kind of startle each other. <laughs> it's like we just kind of look at each other for a second, like, well, oh, we need a translator. <laughs> um, but it's so crazy, you know. When I moved here, I thought everybody was going to talk like me. Mm-hmm. I thought oh, this is country music city. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what accent? What are y'all talking about? So, I mean, I used to talk exactly like you being from a small town in Arkansas, but I went to speech pathology because they were like, you can never be on uh, TV and the radio all over America if you have a very thick accent. Yep. So when I hang out with you, though, I, it comes yeah, back and I all, know, all of a sudden uh-huh. I start talking like Lane. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so you would be open to acting more? If I would. Right, did you enjoy your experience on Yellowstone? Man, I loved it. Every part of it. I mean, really getting to know the cast and crew. Did you, at the end of the show, or the end of the season, feel like you were better? Like, when you watch, were you like, man, when I first started, that's pretty rough. For sure. Because I didn't think that about you. I thought it was great. And I was ready to feel uncomfortable. 
And I was like, please, I'll be honest with you. I was like, I, know. I was like, Lainey, I said, you weren't near me, but I was like, Lainey, please don't be so bad <laughs> that I have to lie. Oh, I know. I know. I know. You, I know. you weren't. Well, from I'll, the beginning. I'll take it. I will say, um, I mean, of course, like there are things watching it now. I'm like, dang, I wish I would have kind of done something a little bit this way or whatever. But I mean, I dove in head first. I didn't know what in the world I was doing. What'd you, what was your takeaway? Like, what does it take to be a good actor for you? For me, it was actually not memorizing the lines verbatim because I, I felt like I needed to really just kind of have a conversation, be able to kind of throw it back and forth with whoever it was that I was having the scene with. Um, y'all saw the big old kiss. Mm. I, had, I had two big old kisses. I figured I was going to end up on the prayer list after that one. Um, <laughs> so that was a good way to really just rip off the Band-Aid. Was that awkward for you the very first time? Oh, of course. But I had to, I had to lay down the law, you know, go ahead. I had to, had to tell him, I was like, look, I know this ain't your first rodeo, but it's mine. And, uh, you know, you better keep that tongue to yourself. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) That's funny. Yeah. You probably need to say that. Yeah. I had to, he said, whatever makes you feel comfortable. But what if you just said, I need that tongue to feel comfortable. No, 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 no. Hey, $20 is $20. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I was looking at a list. Uh, this, this guy had written up the power rankings, uh, like he ranked artists like basketball teams you were in the top five I don't know if you saw the list or not I saw the list I mean here you come it's crazy you know you you have the quintessential awesome songwriter move to town struggle and now here you are in the top five the power rankings I mean from going to get try to get anybody to listen to music to now does it seem like it's like five minutes or 50 years kind of both at the same time if that makes any sense at all like when I think I mean I'll have been here for 12 years August 1st and I feel like I got here yesterday, but I also feel like I've been here my whole life. Like, I, I just can't imagine any other journey. This is this was it from the very beginning. I know I've, I've told y'all that a million times, but um, wouldn't change it for anything. Could you see this 15 years ago? I sound insane, but yes, I'm telling you, I really did. Like, I, I didn't know it was going to look exactly like this, but I knew that I was going to find whatever it was that I was supposed to be doing here. I knew that I loved writing music. I knew that country music was my life. And I knew I wanted to be a part of the community. And so whatever that meant. But I'm glad it looks like this. You bring your dog out with you on the road? I do. Hippie Mae Wilson. And and how is... You can't watch her all the time. Hippie's a girl, right? She's a I girl. I assume, yeah. Do you have somebody that helps you watch her when like you're doing sound check or like when you're performing? I mean, it's kind of like a tag team effort. Everybody in the band loves her. I think they love her more than they love me. And so they're like, where's Hippie? Where's Hippie? So it kind of just seems like whoever's around is willing to take care of her. I have an incredible bus driver. Her name is Erin. I have two female bus drivers, which is pretty cool. And they love them some Hippie. Do you have two buses? We got two buses now. Can you believe Guys, that? I just, holy crap. Wow, that's a big wow. deal. That's a big deal. Like, I just got on a bus last June. I was going to say, I remember when you got the, the first time on a bus, and now you just casually, mm-hmm. you know, I got two bus drivers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Does your does Hippie ever accidentally crap anywhere like, that she oh shouldn't? Oh, my gosh. You know, like, well, she hadn't on the bus just yet, mm-hmm. which I'm really shocked. No on stage? No? Um, No, but I brought her out for a meet and greet, and I saw her start to squat, and I was like, oh, God, <laughs> we got to get her out of here. Laney Wilson's here. We're going to come back with her in a second, but first... Let's play Heart Like a Truck. Let's talk about, you wrote this song. It was you and Dallas Wilson and uh, Tranny Anderson. Yes. When you wrote this and you finished it, is it a song where you're like, man, this really could be a single? Or did you feel like it was just a song that meant something to you and wherever it landed, you were just going to sing it and it was just going to be what it was? Um, I did. I definitely didn't know that this would be a single. I, I had a good feeling about it. I knew that I was going to cut it either way. I knew that it was going to go on the record. It was. It served a big purpose for that time. 
it was during the pandemic. And so I felt like we were all just kind of in there, just, just throwing everything out, just kind of putting it all on a pile and hashing it out. And um, it really kind of became an anthem during that time. I mean, just when I was just felt like, oh my gosh, are shows ever going to come back? I don't even know what's happening. Um, I would forget that it was me even singing the demo. So I would turn it on and I'd be like, you got this chin up, head up. So you inspired yourself. And at that I can buy. Mm, yeah. I do that too sometimes. <laughs> like I should listen to some other things I've said. That's good. A lot of truck songs here. Wait in the truck mm-hmm. with Hardy. You want to play a clip of that, Ray? I don't know if he's an Which is an awesome song, too. Did they ever go, okay, Lainey, we got too many truck songs right now. Because <laughs> John when John Party had like two boot songs I know. back to back. And he was like, we just want to put out good songs. I know. What was the conversation about that? Well, we already had Heart Like a Truck at radio. And whatever, Hardy sent me the song. I didn't realize that he was wanting it to be a single either until like until I had agreed to do it. <laughs> and they were like, this is going to be a single. I was like, oh, Lord, here we are, another truck song. <laughs> but the truth is, I mean, I guess neither one of them are really about a truck. True. And whenever I listened to Wait in the Truck specifically, I was like, I got to be a part of this. No matter what, I mean, no matter if radio ever plays it or not, this is, I got to be a part of this. If it If it makes one person feel like they're not alone, then count me in. Also, it's just an awesome song, regardless it's of it's... a good one. Yeah, wait in the truck, wait in the car, wait in the bus. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. It's just an awesome song. Yeah. Uh, you and Lucas Nelson, come on, more than friends. I love Lucas Nelson. I do too, man. So I, I was a fan. I spent basically a weekend with him. He's it, awesome. He's like the greatest dude. Itney. So kind. And I know. before you meet him, you're like, okay, this guy's a really good singer, really good player. William yeah. Nelson's his dad. Yep. Is he going to be a D, D bag? And he's not. He's exactly the opposite. No, he is a good dude. How did you guys meet each other, or what was that situation? Well, we met through two of my two friends that were, have, have actually been on the road with me on my own headlining tour, Meg McCree and Ben Chapman, and uh, they connected us. And when he sent me this song, I mean, he was he lives in Hawaii most of the time, right. mm-hmm. and so I recorded my vocal at Jay Joyce's studio over FaceTime. So I still had never met Lucas at this time, um, but I could tell he was a good dude. And then he came in, I guess, about a month ago, and uh, we shot the music video. And when I tell you we were like best buds after that, I was like, you good people. Yeah, like I missed him after we left him. <laughs> I know I miss him too. I yeah. literally texted him. I said I, I miss spent you. like two days with him, and I was like, I miss Lucas. I like tell him when you coming back, man. It's just all jams with him, too. Mm-hmm. It's, it's all about the feeling. It's like country funk. Like it country is. just groove. He just grooves, man. He's got the groove. Oh. I've been writing with him. You have been? Yep. yep. Oh, Miss Lucas. <laughs> I know. We miss you, Lucas. <laughs> uh, we're going to do uncomfortable questions from our listeners, Lainey. Oh, great. So here we go. Five oh. questions that are uncomfortable. Okay. Uh, does Lainey Wilson listen to her own music when she's by herself? Absolutely. Um, I have to. Not, not. I mean, when it comes out, of course, I listen to the record down and be like, okay, this is what it, you know, it's out there in the world. But um, especially when we get the tracks back, I listen to it over and over and over and over and over again just to make sure that it's exactly where we need it to be. So you're dang right. But do you if you ain't a fan it? of yourself, then who's going to be, right? That I agree, <laughs> agree with. But do you ever like, I want to hear something good. And you're like, oh, let's do Lainey Wilson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you do that? I like her. She's yeah. all right. Um, who is the most famous person that watches your Instagram stories when you see the little little circles down there? Oh, my gosh. Uh, ooh. I mean, Luke, Morgan, Miranda. Um, Anybody with just one name, you know they're famous. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll yeah. accept that. Uh, here's the next one. Is Lainey Wilson Brian Wilson's daughter from the Beach Boys? 
I am Brian Wilson's daughter, but not from the Beach Boys. Different Brian Wilson. The Cowboy. Mm. See, that could be confusing to that people. That is. It is. So you type in Laney Wilson's dad, Brian Wilson. <gasps> yeah. Holy crap. Yeah, I know. Yeah. No, it gave me some street cred. And <laughs> How is your dad? He's doing okay. Yeah. He called me the other day, and he was on the tractor and getting ready to plant some corn. And mm. as long as he can do those things, he's, he's doing all right. Fourth question of five. Has anyone famous slid into Laney Wilson's DM since you got famous? Oh, heck yeah. And especially when my butt went viral on TikTok. <laughs> you, don't, you don't have to say to. You don't have to yeah, say who. No, I'm not. But what what um what industry? Um <laughs> a lot from the rap world. Okay, there we go. Oh. I got it. They loved him some Laney. <laughs> <laughs> and then question number five. Did Laney Wilson start the campaign about her butt as a market tactic? Absolutely not. Honestly, I was like, I can't believe y'all just realized. Um, <laughs> your, your butt's all over my Instagram story. I'll be yeah, honest. I'm sorry. Not, not my TikTok for you page. Trust me, I'm tired of seeing it <laughs> you know, too. I flip and I'm like, I love, I love Lanny, known Lanny yeah, forever. Like, I'm tired of this. And it's just like, Lanny Wilson's butt. I'm like, I, how do I do like, I still like and want to see stuff about her, but not this part about her. So, But it has blown up. It was, it was, it was weird, but you know what? At the end of the day, I said, whatever brings the people in. I've been at this a long time and if they found my music through my fat butt, then uh, <laughs> cheers. I don't even want to call, no, no, no. call it that. <laughs> yeah, Lainey, Lainey made me uncomfortable. Well, I mean, a few people have literally commented and said, um, you know, I found you I found you because of your butt, but I stuck around because of the music. And I'm like, okay. Heck yeah. That works. You know what? <laughs> Rock <You're>, and roll. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're finishing up your tour. That all, it was sold out. Holy crap. You saw that all the shows. You're going on Luke Combs' world tour. You're doing the tour with Hardy. Yeah. Like it's 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 constant, but it's gotta be getting a little easier a bit, not being gone and not the work you're putting into, but because you're kind of killing it, like you got a little bit better food. You got a little I mean a little it, bit you got better. two buses. That's right. Like is it starting to feel like, okay, I think I can tackle this with everything I have and not be as exhausted all the time. For sure. You know, I mean, we, I stayed here in Nashville. I slept in my bed a handful of nights last year. Um, but I've been able to kind of make the bus my home, especially because now I've got a little back bedroom and I've got my closets and um, I can have a little bit of a routine, I guess you could say, mm-hmm. um, and just kind of make that my house. And it definitely feels like our team is getting bigger and growing. And with that, it, it definitely kind of... That's awesome. Yeah, it just, it just helps. It knocks off the edge for sure mm-hmm. when you have people helping you do other things just to keep on going. Then it's going to be like, well, we have all these people, so you can do even more work. And then you got to find that balance again. (laughs) That's the best problem to have, right? You you work so hard to get to work so hard. That's right. And that's super cool. We're going to do one more segment with Lainey in a second. We're going to play Know Your Wilson. We'll see how she knows her Wilson. For example, this is an easy one. The American singer, songwriter who co-founded the Beach Boys. That would be Brian Wilson. Correct. The other one would be Lainey's dad is Brian Brian Wilson. Wilson. (laughs) All right. One more segment with Lainey coming up next. Here we go, Lainey. I'm going to play Know Your Wilson. So all these are Wilsons, okay? I'm going to give you five of these. Okay. Can you name the regular character on the TV show Home Improvement, played by Earl Heinemann? Heck no, I can't. Know Your Wilson. You don't know the Home... You ever watch Home Improvement? I mean, it was on in the background mm-hmm. growing up, but... Do you remember the guy that would stand, stand behind the fence by any chance? You just see the top of his head? Mr. Wilson. Let's just Wilson. call him Mr. His Wilson. 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 His name is Wilson. Yeah. His name is Wilson, yeah. His name is Wilson, yeah. All right, okay. 0 for 1. Okay, okay. <laughs> we take her number one away if it hits. If I she don't doesn't. like that sound. All right, next up. <laughs> the American pop group who had their debut go number one back in 1990 mm. with Someday somebody's gonna mama, turn around and say goodbye. I mean, I know the song. Come on. There's a Wilson in it. Wilson... 
Oh, you got this, Lanny. Yo, yo. Wilson put me Phillips. On the spot. Okay, wow. yes, that's this whole game is putting you on the spot. Yes, <laughs> Wilson <laughs> Phillips. Give me a minute. You'll never get this one. Yeah, absolutely not. You might as well just go hit that buzzer a few more times. You'll Come never, on. you'll never get this one. Eddie, see if you can get this for her. Okay. Actor and comedian, best known for his television appearances during the late 60s and 70s. He hosted his own weekly variety series called The Blank Wilson Show. He had a character named Geraldine. Come on, Eddie. Does she know it? She doesn't I don't, know I it. definitely okay. don't know it. That's Jackie Wilson. No, it's Flip Wilson. No! Okay. <laughs> oh, that's Jackie Wilson. I'm yeah, yeah. confident and cocky. Well, yeah, yeah. All right, we yeah. got two more. We got two more. Tom Hanks co-star in the movie Castaway. He was a volleyball. Uh, y'all. The volleyball in Castaway. Owen. Amy, don't tell her the Owen. answer. We what? heard you say it. She said uh, Owen. She uh, said it on a microphone. And she's like, I didn't say anything. We Lane, Lane, the volleyball's going away. Ask he's me yelling. about my family, and I'll tell you which Wilson it is. Wilson the volleyball. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, the yeah, brand. Yeah. Maybe she didn't play volleyball. <laughs> no, I, sorry, I missed that mm-hmm. one. No, look, I used to go to school and tell all my friends that uh, that my uncle owned all the Wilson you know, tennis balls and basketballs, and they believed it. They thought, oh, wow, that's... <laughs> I need to make a quick call to the head of radio. Hey, guys, take her number one away. She doesn't get this last one, because it's very easy. Okay. Okay, we're back. Actor best known as Dwight Schrute on The Office. Y'all, I don't... I, don't do me dirty like this. <laughs> Rain Wilson. Hit the buzzer. Uh, how about the president from 1913 to 1921? 20th president of the United States. Woodrow Wilson. Okay. Oh, boy. Oh boy. You're not even giving me time, Because you're staring a hole through me right now going, I, stop. Okay, we won't do any more except this one. Yeah, please, American Jesus. actor known for Wedding Crashers and Starsky and Hutch. That's Owen. Boom. There we oh, have a winner. She wins. She keeps it. Yay. We're not going to pull it off. It's number Ooh. one. Okay. Thank God. Yes. Whoa. I'm glad. You're I'm glad related. that does you're not pro- determine. You're probably related to half these people. You don't even know them. Probably so. Wilson, the volleyball cousin, <laughs> for sure. Lainey, uh, thanks for coming in. Congratulations you, on everything. It may be a while before we see each other again. I know. Looking at your schedule. Uh, no, it's just going to be just yeah, as crazy this yeah, year. I don't know what's going on, except yeah. you're going to be gone killing it. Always super proud of you. Thank proud you, for you. You deserve it. And just keep on putting out the good songs, and we'll keep listening and loving Thank them. You. There she is, our Woo! friend, Lainey Wilson. <laughs> Wilson. Yeah. All right. Wilson. Y'all ain't right. <laughs> it's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. This has to come in at the number one spot because I die laughing every time we do this segment and you guys love it. Not only on Facebook and Instagram, but also on TikTok and you guys have so many confessions. I just love hearing parents basically life hack their way with kids. And that's what happened in this segment. We got parent confessions and somebody shared a story about shredded cheese. And listen, I have a feeling that my parents did this to me as a kid because now I eat shredded cheese out of a bag like it is nobody's business. So I feel like I am basically this child and this hack is amazing. And if my parents did this to me, bravo, because I love it. This is harmless. This is great. This is Parenting Confessions. Number one. Raymundo, who works in the glass room, is yelling something at me every three (laughs) seconds. All of our equipment's broken all the time. We can't stay on the air. Our phones are broken. Right before we go on the air, Ray goes, yo, which line it is? Because our phones have been broken. So what do you need from me? Yeah, Abby can't see the name or the description. So as long as you say the line number, since you can see it, then we'll be able to pick the correct one. Huh. <laughs> well, good luck. Okay. Oh, boy. One, two. I think this is line two. I really can't tell either. <laughs> All right. Let's try line two, and I believe it's Nell in South Carolina, if that works. Nell. Yeah, it's Nell in South Carolina. Hey, Nell. More, uh, you know, Ooh. say that again, Nell, because we're a little oh. off. Yeah. Go ahead. Good morning, studio. Morning. morning. All right, Nell, what do you have? 
Yeah, so I have three kiddos. They're all a year apart, and so it's kind of crazy anyways. So we had an ice cream truck that would come through our neighborhood every single day. And so when they were little, they asked what it was, and I said, oh, that's the music truck. And we'd start dancing and having fun. That lasted about eight years until one of the neighborhood friends told them, absolutely an ice cream truck and so what I got from that well she just said it was the music truck yeah, yeah. not the ice cream truck <laughs> that's pretty awesome that's pretty funny you just dance <laughs> do you have the the delay button Ray near you yeah okay I can also not see who's calling now so we can just go raw yeah. oh boy uh oh and the deal is, hit if I say drop the delay, they said a bad word. You got to drop the delay. Are we, are we safe on that, everybody? Yes. We think so. And the first time we drop oh, the delay, boy. we got to go to a song or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And for those that are asking, a delay is what we do in case you guys say a bad word. We're like seven seconds you know, ahead of you. It's a whole time machine type deal. Let's try something. Ray, let's pick up a random call. Oh, man. <laughs> Hello. This is Bobby. Who is this? Hmm. You this morning. Oh, hey. Will you say your name again? Sherry. Hey, Sherry. How are you? Would you tell me your, your parent confession today? So this is actually my mom. She said when I was a little girl that I would only eat McDonald's hamburgers, but Burger King's hamburgers were cheaper. So she would buy the Burger King hamburgers, but save the McDonald's wrappers and then rewrap the hamburgers <laughs> to make me think they were from McDonald's. That's pretty wow. funny. <laughs> that's pretty funny. Yeah, that's Do good. you ever have a McDonald's hamburger now and be like, this doesn't taste like childhood. Yes, exactly. She wants Burger King. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you for that call. I really appreciate it. Hope you have a great day. You're welcome. You too. Bye-bye. Let's, hey, that's, hey, we got one down. Yeah, good job. We got the first one, but this was the first one raw. Okay, let's go again. Hit me with another one. Ray, let me know when it's up. Good. All right. Hi, how, I have a parent confession. Would love to hear it. This is Bobby. Who's this? This is Celine. Hey, Celine. What would you like to say? I have a three-year-old daughter who we told has, like, she doesn't eat any vegetables. So we told her that frozen peas were candy, and it's one of her favorite snacks now. Uh, parents, how do we feel about that? Eddie? I mean, I, don't, I can't believe it worked. Like, yeah. That's amazing. Because it doesn't taste good? Yeah. No. Amy? I mean, I, I think it's okay. Whatever you got to do. Does she ever go, Mom, this candy doesn't taste like the other kinds of candy? <laughs> No, she absolutely loves it. It's like her favorite summertime snack. You know she's going to be in therapy in like 10 years. And I thought it was candy. <laughs> they lied to me. My whole life, I thought it was candy. <laughs> hey, I really appreciate that call. Thank you so much for calling the show. Of course. All right, see you later. Let's try one more, Ray. Two for two, baby. Hello, it's Bobby. Who's this? This is Stephanie. Hey, Stephanie, you're on the air. What would you like to say? <laughs> I, good morning, studio. Morning. morning. <laughs> that was so cool. <laughs> My husband's an engineer. You should hire him. Oh. <laughs> Radio one or, or one that builds bridges? <laughs> uh, he doesn't build bridges. Mm. He can fix all your studio needs. Yeah, Arkansas Keith maybe could too. Man, that'd be cool. It involve a lot of duct tape at WD-40. <laughs> I think he could probably figure it out too. Um, do you have a parent confession or are we just calling to let us know about your husband? Because both we care about. Okay, parent confessions. I have too many. Let's go. All right, give me one. Okay, one. So when my daughter was like a year, two years old, she wouldn't get in her car seat and she would throw a fit. So I would tell her like the little blackbirds outside were going to peck her eyeballs out. Oh my God. Because there's always the blackbirds in the parking lot. Oh my God, this is the darkest one we've ever <laughs> no, had. No, 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 oh, no, no. no, no. Go ahead. Okay. Okay. And, yeah. and so she would stop crying, get in her car seat, and 
I would shut the door, act like they were going to attack her. And we never had problems after that. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't think so. You thought frozen pea girl was going to end up in therapy. <laughs> oh, my gosh. This will never be able to look at a bird our whole life. Do you have another one? You said you, only one. Do you have a second one? Yeah, I promise. <laughs> Okay, I think we... Do you still- All right, I'm at work. You guys have a good day. All right, see you oh, later. Thank Bye. you. Yeah, that was nuts, huh? Yeah. That was crazy. Oh. Let's give it one more run, Ray. Let's do one more. I know every every line's ringing. Hello, it's Bobby. Hello, it's Bobby. Hi. Who's this? Hi. This is Rochelle. Rochelle, you're on the air. What would you like to say? Uh, So, my kids are next level crazy, and one time when I was in the shower, my oldest son, who was only three at the time decided to kick out a window screen and let him and his younger siblings out the window. Oh, man. <laughs> so what did, you, what did you do? Um, I actually had a neighbor come tell me that the kids were outside. Mm. All right. And so I like her, it. Her parenting hey, hey, the best her, is, We're yeah. all good. Hey, I appreciate that call. Of course. All right, see you later. Yeah, I, don't, I just don't think she understood. No, yeah, no. It's okay. You know what? I appreciated the attempt yeah. and the call. Yeah. That's what the screener's for, right? That's right. Okay. And, Absolutely. The screen is to keep I'm those people out. And Abby would have said, hey, thank you. That's really not what we're talking about, but I really appreciate the call. Interesting. Yeah. One more, Ray. Let's let's end on a good note. Hello, Bobby Bone Show. Who's this? The Joey. Hey, what's going on? Not much. Just driving to work. Well, I appreciate that. You're on the air. Do you have a parent confession? I do. Um, we have three kids, and when they were younger and they'd want to go to a place that we didn't really want to, one of the kids' places... We would just lie and tell them they were remodeling so we couldn't go. So every place they wanted to go to <laughs> happened to be under construction. Uh, every time. I felt that. If we, if we wanted to go somewhere better, then we'd just tell them, well, it's under construction. We'll have to <laughs> I love that. All right, we appreciate uh, you calling and sharing that with us. I hope you have a great day. Thank you. You too. All right. I must applaud you, the caller. Not one person tried to say the S word or the F word. Yeah. And there we are. We, we, did it. we did it live. We did it live. It was great. Thank you. Abby's job doesn't seem so hard. I just did it and hosted the show. <laughs> wow. Wow. Okay. We feel pretty good. Our phones at least work a little bit. If you guys want to call us, you can. 877-77-BOBBY. That's our number. Let me say this. The award show for the fans is back. It's the iHeartRadio Music Awards live on Fox tonight. Hosted by Lenny Kravitz. Keith Urban will be there. Cody Johnson will be there. Both Jordan Davis and Cole Swindell are nominated for Country Song of the Year. Taylor Swift will be there for the Innovator Award. More info at iHeartRadio.com slash awards. Watch tonight on Fox at 8, 7 Central. Thank you very much. Again, you want to call us? 877-77-BOBBY. We're on our way to a fully functional studio. By 2025, you better believe this place is going to be working. Okay, we're going to do a couple more parent confessions before we get to the news. Let's first go over and talk to Lori, who's in Arkansas. Lori, you're on the Bobby Bones Show. What is your parent confession? Um, when my daughter was four, she thought she needed a nighttime medicine. She wasn't sleeping very good. And her cousin would take melatonin. Well, we tried it once. It gave her nightmares. It wasn't going to work. So we then got jelly beans. She would take one jelly bean every night before she went to bed. And she'd sleep all night. Very good sleep. We did it for like two years. We finally ended up telling her that it was just jelly beans, but we haven't had any sleeping issues since. I mean, that's a placebo really working. Yes. She thinks it is, therefore it is, and it works. But also, what if just a jelly bean makes her sleep longer? (laughs) Whatever's in a jelly bean. (laughs) You found out. Yeah. 
Uh, and her cousin, okay, I was like, how did she know there was such thing as a sleep medicine, a nighttime? So she had a cousin that was drinking melatonin, you say? Yeah, well, her cousin would take a gummy, melatonin mm. gummy. That melatonin, you know, it kind of wrecks your cycle, right? I mean, it makes you sleep, but it it kind of kicks out your cycle. Because we have these sleep cycles we're in, and like when you get to that REM sleep, and it's like a go from not sleeping very good to sleeping really hard, and then it just kind of starts over again. But if you take something, it kind of breaks it. And even if you sleep hard, sometimes you wake up even more tired. You ever do that where you sleep so hard and you wake up and you're just exhausted? Oh, yeah. Yes. It's because you woke up at the wrong time inside of your sleep cycle. Oh, uh, yeah. So mm-hmm. melatonin does that to me. Like I just wake up randomly hard and like, oh, and then I'm just upset. Anything I take, I would do that. So I don't, I melatonin, just don't sleep. Yeah, melatonin just affects people differently. I can't take it, but I give it to my son every night. As in it doesn't affect you? As in, it does the opposite for me. If I take it and I don't go to bed within 30 minutes, my brain just starts racing and it's like crazy. It's so it weird. does work. Just not. It, it affects you. It just doesn't do what you want it to do. And weird. Then, yeah, yes. And then my brain you're starts going. Crack. You're taking crack. No, I'm pretty sure it's just a melatonin, <laughs> melatonin gummy. Melatonin gummy. I, I okay. don't know, but my brain just starts to, and I'm like, shoot, I didn't fall asleep in time. And then if I do fall asleep in time and it does work, I wake up feeling horrible. Get a jelly bean. <laughs> Get the lady a jelly bean. <laughs> I'll take a placebo. That's what's up. Thank you for that call. We appreciate that. Go talk to Angela, who lives in Mississippi. Angela's been waiting with a parent confession. Angela, you're on the show. What's going on? Nothing much. Getting ready to go get cataract surgery. Well, good luck with that. <laughs> the eyes, man. Hope you have a good surgeon. The eyes, very. I'm glad you're getting them fixed. That's what I should say. Yes. Right? I'm glad Instead you're getting them fixed. Yes, yes. <laughs> All right, you're up. What would you like to say? Okay, so my son is eight. When he was about three. Um, I was so sick of chicken nuggets. It was just, ugh. So I decided I wanted to have Taco Bell one day. And he was going through this whole little spell of, I only like hamburger meat when it's convenient to me. So he opens up the taco and he looks at it and he's like, I don't eat hamburger meat. Well, I was like, oh, babe, that's not hamburger meat. That's taco meat. It's different. (laughs) He's like, really? So he eats it. Well, for the next month, that's all he wants to eat is Taco Bell soft tacos with no lettuce. Okay, I got sick of Taco Bell. <laughs> so then I say, what do you want to eat? You want to go get like some chicken nuggets? No, no, Mom, I want some tacos. I- I'm sorry, babe. We can't go to Taco Bell because I no longer have any electronic coupons on my phone. So at eight years old, he still asks people, do you have any electronic coupons on your phone so we can go eat? Yeah. <laughs> you walked them all the way there. Man. You know, Angela, you did that, didn't you? Yes, and yeah. I can't, like, <laughs> nobody can tell him that you don't have to have coupons to go eat somewhere. Yeah, 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 Gosh. yeah. You can only get in with the electric coupons, what he thinks. <laughs> like, it's gonna, like a ticket into Taco Bell. Yes. When he's older, he might start dating. He's like, shoot, where can I get some of these <laughs> electronic coupons? Angela, thank you for your call. Hope you have a great day. All right, thank you. All right, see you later. One more. Jenny in Wisconsin is on the Bobby Bone Show. Jenny, what would you like to say? When my daughter, my oldest daughter, was very little, she never liked to eat the crust of her toast or sandwiches or anything like that. And I I said, you, you know, sweetie, that's where all the nutrients are. You have to eat the crust. If you want to grow up to be big and strong and healthy, you have to eat the crust. You have to have those nutrients. Fast forward to her freshman year of college, in her health promotion and wellness major, 
I get a phone call from her and said, you've lied to me all my life. Oh, the nutrients are not in the crust. Wow. Oh. And you know what? There aren't a lot of stories saying that the nutrients aren't in the crust. So you just probably believed it as a kid. Nothing's ever told you otherwise. You hold on to it. And then all of a sudden you're like, wait, what? I believe... Yeah, I could have fallen for that one. Yeah, because, I mean, the nutrients in the potatoes and were in white bread, now that I think about it. <laughs> did you really? And white bread, yeah. I think I did think that. Are you my mom? <laughs> this is how I find it. All right, thank you for the call. I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, the peel, like in a banana? No, well... They do. You can blend it in the blender no, no, no. into your smoothie. No, no, no. You can. You can. You can do okay. a lot of things. <laughs> I'm not but, doing that. That doesn't mean you should. But I'm talking about the peel of a potato. That's what they say to us. Is it true? Probably. <laughs> the nutrients in. There? I'll eat a potato peel. Oh yeah, okay. me too. Same. Yeah. Scrub. If as long as it's cleaned, <laughs> I'll eat a potato peel. All right. Thank you for those calls. It's the best bits of the week Show. with Morgan number two. All right, y'all, that's it for me this morning. I hope you guys have a fabulous weekend. Be sure to check out Best Bits Part 1 with Abby. I promise we'll at least entertain you. Maybe we'll make you laugh. Maybe we'll make you cry. Maybe we'll make you mad. At least you'll get a little bit of an emotion. It'll make you a little bit happy this weekend. That's my hope in doing the Best Bits. So please go check that out and also have a safe, fun, awesome weekend. I'll see you guys here next weekend. Make sure to follow me, Webgirl Morgan, on all the things and the show at Bobby Bone Show on everything. I love y'all so much. Bye. Yeah. Bobby Bones on your radio. Bobby Bones Show. Bobby Bones. <laughs> Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes. That it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there.